Don't you just hate it when someone says, just be positive. You can't flip a switch to get you out of a negative state, and it's okay to be down every now and then, but you can do a lot to minimize or avoid a potential downward spiral in the first place by paying more attention to your thoughts. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. This episode is airing around Memorial Day in the US. So I hope you're taking some time off or traveling somewhere fun. Um, I hope you're doing that anyway, regardless of when you're listening to this. In my recent episodes, I've been talking about organizational stress and leadership stress. Since May is Mental Health Month, I want to focus more specifically on issues related to mental health. Stress has been on my mind in, and in my own personal experience recently. Might be because my daughter is getting married next week. It's a huge life transition for her. Of course, there's been a little stress in the planning process, but I've considered it an opportunity to practice what I preach. Focus on what you can control, breathe, let things go, be in the moment. Do I always do that? No, but I keep practicing. Um, And one of the keys to doing that is practicing positive expectations. So I wanted to talk about ways that you can do that. One is to catch yourself when you do go negative and to not judge yourself or beat yourself up. Just notice it. You can say, there I go again. So catching yourself when you go negative is something to to look out for. And then also catching others when they go negative. This is a little trickier because not all people buy into the idea that keeping a positive mindset and outlook is possible or even a good thing. These are people who claim to be the realists. So one thing to do is to you know minimize your involvement with the constant critics or the naysayers and at the same time notice when other people go negative and see if you can be an influence to help them change the way that they're thinking number 3 is to watch your own language do you ever say things like well i never get things the first go round or i'm slow to learn that or he always does that when we're in meetings avoid using extreme words like always and never you know, even self-deprecating language can be destructive. Some self-deprecating language can actually be humorous. But if you're constantly talking about yourself in a negative way, you start internalizing that, which can be uh, a problem when you're trying to be more positive. Number four is feed your mind and soul with uplifting thoughts and sources of inspiration. It's like what you put in your body. You want to eat healthy food. You want to do the same with your mind to make sure that you're aware of what you're allowing in. Uh, Limit your exposure to the negative, you know, the news. I've talked about it in other episodes to really uh, take that in small doses. You know, my mom watches the news 24-7 and worries about everything. So it's important to be aware of the sources that you're allowing to get into your headspace. And then finally, when experiencing something negative, actively look for the good in it. When when my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's years ago, it was devastating news. But I remember thinking at that moment, we're going to meet some incredibly amazing, compassionate people through this process, people that could support him and our family. And that's exactly what happened. The people who came into my life at that time were truly angelic. 
So those are some things to think about. And here's some beliefs to just try on or some ideas that you might want to consider to see if they fit you. Maybe you can have some automatic thoughts like, well, things will get better, or this is temporary, or this is just my growth opportunity. I wonder how I'll be surprised and delighted today. So you get to decide what you want to think, but to become more aware of your thoughts is the key. But I also think that there's some other factors that influence our ability to create positive expectation. And I'll just talk about two for the sake of time. One is confirmation bias. Now, as I've talked about in other episodes, confirmation bias refers to the tendency to seek and interpret and favor information that confirms your existing beliefs or preconceptions. And at the same time, you'll disregard or downplay information that contradicts that. So it's a cognitive bias that influences how you gather information and interpret your experience so that it's essentially validating everything that you already believe to be true. It affects all aspects of our lives, decision-making, problem-solving, again, how we process and evaluate information. Uh, It's interesting, you know, when we're given new information, we'll quickly weight evidence that supports what we already believe. So this is really important to note. It, it becomes a cycle where you just become more entrenched in your own existing beliefs. You're constantly, that, that becomes your food. You're, you're constantly seeking out that to feed you, confirming what you already believe. Um, it can hinder critical thinking and objectivity and the ability to consider some other perspectives. So to avoid confirmation bias, it's really important to consider multiple viewpoints and to actively seek out diverse perspectives to avoid falling into the trap of confirmation bias. Now, and I've got some specific examples. You know, we see confirmation bias in uh, politics, where you've got some people who strongly believe in a you know specific political ideology. They're looking at the same news feed, articles, social media posts that align with their own views, and they disregard or dismiss information that challenges or contradicts their beliefs. Uh, we see this in medical diagnosis. I, I have a number of listeners in the healthcare field, so as I'm sure you know, that can affect the diagnostic process, where you've got a doctor that might initially form a hypothesis about a patient's condition, and then they, they, they're looking for evidence that supports that, and that can be problematic by overlooking some other possible clues that would be important to get to the the real diagnosis. And then finally, another one worth noting is stereotyping. We hold so many stereotypes or generalizations about individuals, about groups of people. So confirmation bias can reinforce those stereotypes uh, while ignoring other situations or examples that contradict that. Same goes for stereotyping animals. You know, my golden retriever, Lucy, who was featured in a recent LinkedIn post, does not fit the stereotype of a golden retriever. She does not retrieve. People try to throw her a ball and she just stands there. So it's funny how we have expectations of how we think people or experiences should be. In reality, they're not. And finally, the most important one to note is the confirmation bias that you might have about yourself. That, that goes back to the self-talk that I talked about where you say, you know, maybe I'm just not like I used to be, or I'm forgetting things. I'm having these uh, challenges and you, you jump to conclusions and you just start looking for everything that you can to reinforce what you're already thinking. If you're sick and you jump to conclusions about what you think you have, you start looking for evidence to support that. So look at the negative confirmation bias that you keep reinforcing that needs to change. 
then use confirmation bias to your advantage by shifting your thinking. You know, you can say, I'm getting better at keeping up. I'm a great learner. I can do difficult things. Then you'll begin seeing more evidence of that when you look for it. The other factor that I'll mention in addition to having a confirmation bias is your identity. How you see yourself matters. I talk to some leaders who see themselves as direct, forceful, uh, you know, really pushing for results as opposed to others who see themselves as more reflective or hesitant or perhaps even overly sensitive. So just for fun, I challenge you to try on a different identity. For example, if you know that you're that strong, forceful, sometimes overpowering leader, what would happen if you could see yourself as more patient and sensitive? By the way, I've got an upcoming episode that's specifically about that, an amazing interview that I know that you'll enjoy uh, about a CEO who just shared how he successfully changed how he was leading to create positive results. It was almost like he turned into a different person. You'll definitely want to listen to that next week. On the flip side, maybe you're the hypersensitive leader. What would happen if you could see yourself as more direct or confident or forceful? So that's where the change needs to begin is how you see yourself stepping into a different kind of identity. And I'm not suggesting that you go to extremes here, but I do want to challenge the view that you have of yourself if it's been set for a long time. How you see yourself determines your outlook. If you consider yourself to be that realist or critic or skeptic, try thinking of yourself as more of the optimistic kind of leader, more hopeful. See what comes from that way of being. Practice having a positive expectation for your life and work. Say to yourself, I can improve, strengthen, adapt, move through change, deal with difficulty. Ultimately, your thoughts need to translate into some kind of action. So I have a couple of homework items for you before I sign off today. One, identify one belief that's holding you back in some way that you need to shift to create a more positive expectation or more positive outlook. Number two, identify a person you would like to see or experience differently in a more positive way. How might you shift there? Now, to be clear, I'm not suggesting that you can change them, but what I am encouraging you to do is see more positive aspects in them. Focus on positive aspects of that person, and then you might be surprised at what might shift because of that. And then just for bonus homework, Think about how you might start your day on the right foot to have that positive expectation from the get-go. I deliberately added the words every day at the end of the title for this episode so that it's practicing the power of positive expectation every day, because I believe it does need to be a practice to help set yourself up for living just a more positive and enjoyable life. Of course, gratitude practice is popular, sometimes hard to do but it's been proven to show that it can create a more positive state. Being in a state of appreciation can help you prevent or minimize more negativity in your life. It's clearly linked to more positive emotions like joy and contentment and optimism, especially when you can regularly express gratitude. So you might want to take a look at the the leadership journal for that too, which has one element that helps you practice more gratitude on a weekly basis, if that's of interest. And that's available on Amazon. So I think that's it for today. I just wanted to get you thinking about how to create more positivity in your life and your work, especially if you're taking some time off and you just wanted to to not focus on work as much and focus on how you're thinking. It's a, it's a thing that leaders need to do 
almost more often than anything else. When you're in the right mindset, everything flows from that. So thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, you get what you expect. So expect good to come. Watch what happens as you enjoy doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.